0: Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the
1: city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the kind of council, show me.
0: Now live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
2: In the afternoon. No, Dr. Ken Harris. My name is Kyle Wallace, who is in for Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment. A big assignment that he has today, as he is going to be one of the panelists for the gubernatorial debate here between Tim Michaels and Governor Tony Evers. You can hear that debate live here on 1017 7 the truth starting at 7 p.m. But before that, at 6 p.m., you can definitely listen to the pre-debate show here on the new 101-7 the truth as Sherwin Hughes and John McCure will be taking you through the pre-debate show and then also having a post-debate show, which starts at 8 o'clock. But also, I'm not here by myself. We got, as always, DZ holding it down, producing. But I am also joined by the wonderful Miss Serena B. How you doing, Serena?
3: Happy Friday. Yeah,
2: it is. We it made
3: is. it to the end of the week.
2: We did. I didn't think it ever was going to come, Serena.
3: man. It was hot in the beginning of the week. Now it it was. it's thirty-seven degrees this morning. Tornadoes. The <laughs> tornadoes coming. Yeah. Coming.
2: <laughs> did you had did we had you in the whole see, season? <laughs> have you seen the video of the tornado in West Allis? No. It wasn't even a tornado. That was a that was just a little windstorm. Little, wind. little, little little circle of wind. I didn't see it. It was small. You saw the video, DZ? Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anybody listening? You. Yeah. If you're listening, just go on social media, YouTube, the West Allis Tornado you're gonna laugh just like i did i mean it did some damage it was a tornado but yeah. it was like it was very it's small probably like a
3: down surge isn't that what they call it down
2: probably you're you're brighter okay. than i am. here's
3: the thing tornadoes are my phobia are they really and i will literally get physically ill when there's tornado warnings
2: oh, i'm no. terrified
3: of them twister is one of my favorite movies oh yeah don't that, that at scarred
2: people though <laughs> i went did you go to the ride down in florida before no, oh, it, there's a ride. There was one at Universal Studios, I oh, believe it was. DZ, no, you know what I I'm talking about? Know. Yeah, it got real hot. And I saw Twister the in the theaters when it, 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 it came out. Yeah, me too. Oh, that see. was
3: that was enough. Yeah, that was enough. It was
2: like, freaky movie. Oh yeah, it definitely it, it definitely scars So that's interesting that you're actually afraid yeah, of tornadoes. No, I get
3: really scared. And I remember we had a tornado warning last year, and I was like, Trey, I'm coming in your room. That's my <laughs> sign. Came downstairs and I realized we live in a townhouse, so we
0: were mm-hmm. still
2: upstairs no matter what. And yeah. I was like, "Oh Are my god, what do we do?" So, so, so what happened on Wednesday when you got the alert on your phone? I
3: called him because a tornado touched down in Whitewater too. Oh, it did. Yeah. Oh, he was fine. So he <laughs> like, probably even know. I was like Trey. I want to make sure that you find shelter immediately. I just got the alert on my phone. I don't want to lose you to a twister.
2: <laughs> so what are you more afraid of? So here, so here's the thing. I, I was down in Florida during the hurricane. Oh. And I, I barely got out. Yeah, Barely got out of the hurricane. And so uh, during that time, I was like, shoot, I'd rather have snow and deal with tornadoes than deal with this. Them people was nervous and scared. Yeah. Lost a lot.
3: Yeah. I've come, I've been down south on the, on the heels of a tor- uh, hurricane. So I didn't see the full damage, but my, my family's area was the one that was hit a few years ago where it was, like, flooding on CNN with the man clinging to the top of a stop sign. That was, like, my family's neighborhood.
2: Can I just make a quick comment? It may be a little bit insensitive with everything that happened down in Florida, but, you know, it is what it is. W- would you prefer to be hanging from a roof or sitting on the top of your roof or or during a hurricane with the cars maybe floating down the street or being like Tony Atkins, who used to be a TMJ4, now down at Orlando, I think, 3 down Rescuing there? Rescuing people. Rescuing people. Would you prefer that? <laughs> or, or... Would you prefer to be in your comfortable home during a snowstorm? Snowstorm. That's what 100%. I'm saying. Like everybody doesn't. know. I have a hurricane. I said, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. You I, can keep that. You no, know, yeah, maybe maybe a couple people die in the snowstorm because they went outside to shovel and had a heart attack. Yeah, but they're not dying because they got pummeled and drowned in some no. snow.
3: No, our houses aren't floating down the street. No, they're not. It's snowstorm. You just can't open your door. You, you might not be able to come out for a few days. Exactly, and.
2: and <laughs> They not cut nobody. And it's heat not off. the
3: worst thing. We have Netflix, fireplace, right. exactly. hot cocoa. We
2: good. Listen, during that hurricane, I know some folks who had to deal with that, and they was they was they, they, they no. were they lost internet. They were afraid.
3: Lost cars. Lost, yeah, lost like, houses. People lost, lost people. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, so no, I
2: know no. I take a snowstorm, but though it is like paradise down there. I ain't gonna lie. I, mean, I am not gonna nice. lie.
3: It's nice to visit.
2: I know it definitely is. I'm going to (laughs) have to get my money up. But we're not going to. We're going to talk about more than hurricanes and weather here. We're going to talk about some other things, Serena. And before the show started, we were having a discussion. We texted back and forth about this show about how we're going to kick off the show and what we're going to talk about. And there was something that we talked about before. Yeah. And then some things occurred yesterday that just, I would say, inflated it
3: keep occurring
2: and then also in your life and that's why i think it's just a perfect topic to have here on truth in the afternoon with dr ken harris who is out today because he is going to be a panelist for the debate tonight between mm-hmm. governor tony evers and his uh challenger tim michaels mm-hmm. but also you had an interview and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more you yes. actually interviewed somebody that also connects with this conversation that we're going to have i did so where i want to start at here is that i saw a stat recently serena Somebody sent me something on Instagram, as as people typically do. I'm just scrolling, and somebody sends me something in my inbox. It could be something crazy, it could be something a little freaky, or it could be something, you know, some serious. You know, you never really know what you're doing. So, <laughs> but I'm <still> expecting that. <laughs> well, in 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 this case here, though, it was something more serious. And so, somebody sent me something from Grassroots roots Law on Instagram that said police killed at least 881 people mm-hmm. through September 30th of 2022 police killed more people over the past nine months than at any other point in the past decade. There have only been 10 days at that point in September 30th. There had only been 10 days out of about that time, about 250 days of the year that there had not been a time where the police killed somebody. Mm -hmm. And so I read that and I started thinking, I thought it was powerful and it made Mm -hmm. me think what is going on in this country? There have been 10 days where the people who are supposed to serve and protect us have not killed somebody. I was completely astonished by that number, that the police believed and deemed it necessary that they had to use that type of force to murder, kill, apprehend a potential suspect, Serena.
3: Yeah, I'm curious to know what how they attribute those shootings, because we do know that sometimes someone is a threat. To the public. Yeah. So was there was there a response because more mass shootings are taking place and they're trying to deflect from another mass shooting situation? We all know there's an issue with police-involved shootings. Yep. And I'm sure we'll jump into, you know, the recent case. Um, I think you guys talked about it earlier this week in San Antonio, I believe it was. Yeah. But I think it's important to put a little bit of context to that statement. Just, you know. And I I don't know what it is. I haven't taken a look at the data, but I I would say I would caution to jump too quick to say, oh, my gosh, there's been. But if there's been also in tandem a rise in mass shooting threats, what was it to stem a threat? Another Uvalde, you know, another grocery store mass shooting in in New York. Um, So, yeah, I don't know.
2: And that's my whole thing is that I didn't want to make this a bashing the police Proposal type thing because i politician. because i wasn't because i was not i don't know exactly what's behind that And that's why i yeah. said they deemed it necessary to use that type of force so i didn't want to take the time today to sit here and po- bash the police especially with this being dr ken harris's show where dr ken harris is a former police lieutenant for the milwaukee public uh, police department True. so i'm not True. gonna come here and bash True. the man who usually has this platform the career and profession that he had i wasn't going to do that but mm-hmm. what i what i did want to know i want to do want to tell people it's not it's not always the blue to blame but there mm-hmm. is something else we should think about that we should be thinking about blaming and i'm gonna have dz play this audio clip here to let people hear the story about how serious of a problem we have here in this country
0: A major development today. Sources tell us the man who ambushed the officers, Nick Brutcher, came into contact with police at a bar before he killed Dustin Demonte and Alex Hamsey.
4: Channel 3's Dylan Fearin is live outside Bleacher's Bar with more on what we're learning this afternoon. Dylan? Mark, Aaron, just for some context, this bar is about a mile from the scene where things happened Wednesday night, but we do know, according to our sources, that Nick Butcher was in this bar Wednesday night before the shooting. Something happened, some sort of disturbance. Police were called. They arrived, and Bristol police had some sort of contact, came into contact with Nick Brooker that night. What happened after that is sort of unclear. In between that contact at the bar and the shootings that night around 1030, what happened in between there? is unclear, but we do know at some point that butcher was dressed full in camouflage waiting for officers to arrive, and when they did, he opened fire. Now, we're also at the house today. We're able to get much closer to the house than we have been now that state police's major crimes unit has left the scene, and just by looking at the house, the garage door is full of covered in bullet holes, a garbage can, a trash can, a water cooler also with bullet holes in them. We're also hearing more from neighbors tonight. What they heard just after the shooting one neighbor told us he heard a woman screaming from the house
3: all the neighbors came out when it happened and um, it was scary to be honest it really was you heard shots fired and you hear heard a,
4: a lady screaming just terrified she was just screaming Now there is a vigil tonight at 6.30 at the Bristol Police Department. We're learning much more about Nick Butcher, including speaking to a bouncer who met him and had a close encounter with him last week at a different bar. That's the word coming up tonight at 5. Mark, Erin, back to you.
3: We are learning new information about the latest mass shooting happening this time in our backyard. Hello, I'm Amber Rapinto. Barbara Gibbs is off today.
1: I'm John Clark. A Raleigh neighborhood disrupted by what seems to be an act of senseless violence. We've learned the suspected gunman, 15 years old. Raleigh police chief also revealing the names of the five victims killed as well as the two others who were injured.
3: The deceased have been identified as Nicole Connors, 52 years old. Susan Carnitz, 49. Mary Marshall, 35. Raleigh police officer Gabriel Torres, 29 years old.
1: Now, this was the scene at the height of that urgent manhunt yesterday evening. You can see officers with their guns drawn, the law enforcement community responding in large numbers.
3: This all unfolding in the Headingham neighborhood in Raleigh. It's a golf course community about 15 minutes here from downtown. And we have live Eyewitness News team coverage this afternoon. We begin with Anthony Wilson. He is near the scene of that unthinkable violence. So Anthony, it looks like there is still police activity behind you.
1: That's right, Amber. And the gunfire that killed five people and the person accused of pulling the trigger have people in this neighborhood, the larger community and indeed the entire nation talking. Raleigh police got an active shooter call shortly after five Thursday. They reached the crime scene in the Headingham community as Brooke Medina drove home from work.
0: The cops were going the same direction as where I live. So I started calling my children and my husband to check on them and see what was going on.
1: That crime scene spread across two miles. Raleigh police arrested a 15-year-old after gunshots killed five people between the ages of 16 and 52. They include Gabriel Torres, an off-duty police officer killed on his way to work. No word yet on a possible motive for the violence.
0: It's heartbreaking. I have teenagers myself and you just, it's a tragedy at any point in time, but to see a young person choose that Potentially, if that is the case, um, it's it's tragic. It's tragic for the families, though, that are suffering right now.
1: The investigation's upended routine activities in this quiet
2: neighborhood near a golf course.
0: We were locked down in our home. You know, we were told to shelter in place, and so as you see uh, that response, you listen to the police. Scaring- Thank
2: you, DZ, for playing that. And the reason why we wanted to play that is because that was a report from ABC 11 News in Raleigh, where you saw five people who were shot and killed at least five dead in Raleigh, one being an off-duty police officer who was heading into work. And then you had in Bristol, Connecticut, where three officers were killed and ambushed. Excuse me, two officers were killed and one was seriously injured, which was a deliberate act, an attack against law enforcement. And so what I'm saying here is this, is that there's an issue that we have in this country Mm -hmm. with violence overall, but at the root of all that, it's only one thing, Serena. It's the gun. The gun is the thing that's the root of all the issues that I see that happen in this country. But guns don't kill people. But that's, that's people. <laughs> what people try.
3: No, that's right. That's, try that's, to say. The, that's the counter I, I, argument, all right. right? Now we'll
2: ask right? the police from Milwaukee Police Department who actually say that um, their guns were going off by themselves and they were unsafe, so they're suing the Milwaukee. They're, they're suing Milwaukee Police Department. Mm. I don't know if that guns going off by itself who kills people. If I ain't shooting it, yeah. if it went off by itself, who's the one to blame?
3: Right. And it's it's interesting in North Carolina, uh, Raleigh is about an hour and a half from where I used to be a crime reporter. Okay, And I covered homicides almost on a daily basis. (laughs) So I worked with a lot of detectives from the ATF and it was more individual shootings. But now what we're seeing all over the country is this increase in mass shootings. And they don't have a motive for this young gentleman just yet. But he was dressed in all camouflage. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't have anything against camouflage. No, but I I I wear it. Right. But there is a tendency that being dressed in all camouflage is usually aligned with either white supremacist groups or QAnon or some other hate groups. But we don't have a motive yet. So I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I think that's the direction that this might go in. And so I say that because. I've been talking about this a lot with uh, a few people, and it's just that there is this, the divisive nature of Mm. our nation in this moment in time is cultivating a culture of fear. And that's what someone was talking to me about yesterday, and we'll get back.
2: Absolutely. That is Serena B. I am Kyle Wallace. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment 833-212-1017. We're having a discussion about the issue that we have in this country with violence and the root cause of that issue. If you believe it's guns, call in. If you think that Serena or myself, and I'm not speaking for Serena, but myself, I'm out of I'm out of order blaming the guns and I'm out of order not putting on police for the problem or putting on the people for the problem. 833-212-1017. We'll have more on the other side.
0: And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth.
2: The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The
4: Truth, the Truth app at 1017thetruth.com.
2: in the afternoon here on the new 1017 the truth i am kyle wallace with serena b as we are in for dr ken harris who is on assignment as he will be one of the debate panelists for tonight's debate here on the new 1017 the truth the gubernatorial debate between tim michaels and governor tony evers make sure you tune into the truth after truth in the afternoon starting at six o'clock we have pre-debate show coverage sherwin hughes and john mccure We'll take you through the pre-debate coverage as the debate starts at 7 p.m. right here on the new 101.7 The Truth. So make sure you keep it locked in. But before we went to break here, Serena Serena and I were having a conversation about the sad things that have happened in this country. So many sad statistics when it comes to death in this country. And a lot of it is due to heinous crimes done against people, but also done against police and law enforcement. And as we mentioned, over 800 people, over 800 people have been murdered, killed, whether it's necessary or not, but have lost their life at the hands of the police due to some type of encounter that they had so far this year, which is the most in the last 10 years. So this is something that is a serious issue. And again, not police bashing whatsoever. I think the root of the problem is the gun. So Serena, can I ask you a couple questions?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: If somebody were to rob you, right? Yeah. What do they do? When they rob you, if they have a gun, how much do you fear versus if somebody had like nothing, a no weapon? What's the fear level? Oh man, like I'd probably pass out. Exactly, <laughs> I'd no, probably get things very easily. If somebody came up to you with their yeah. with their hand in their pocket, right. remember, under their shirt, with uh, with their finger pointing like that, what are they trying to mimic?
3: Mm-hmm,
2: a gun. Exactly. They mm-hmm. not mimicking a knife. Yeah. And so the one thing that I saw here is, and the reason why I point to the gun is the issue, and I know you have a fantastic statistic if you're going to share. The reason why I point to the gun is the issue is because when police officers go to work every day
3: mm-hmm.
5: and
2: they say, you know what, my number one goal is to what return home, home. safely to my family. Right. And, I, and I am not a police officer. And if you are 1017, correct me if I'm wrong and give your personal experience. When they go to work, they want to survive. Yeah. And I guarantee you the biggest fear that they have when they go to work is losing their life. But one thing, if you said, what weapon, what way of dying do you fear? And I guarantee you, most of them fear uh, the gun. And one thing that happened here, Serena, is I remember last year, or actually it was this year, earlier this year, we had a police officer from Milwaukee Police Department who came on our station, came on Ken's show, Mm -hmm. who 620 WTMJ, our sister station, gave him tickets, two tickets to go see the Cincinnati Bengals play the St. Louis, excuse me, the Los Angeles Rams In the Super Bowl. Do you know Mm -hmm. why they gave him two tickets, Serena? Mm -mm. They gave him two tickets, not because he was a great officer and he did all these great things in the community and they wanted to highlight him by, you know, all his successes. They gave him two tickets because he survived being his car getting taken from him and getting shot because the police officer survived getting shot. We gave him two tickets. And I'm not saying that's not a good thing to do. I'm happy that we gave that man those tickets because he went through a lot of trauma and he was trying to protect and serve our community. But at the end of the day, that man was shot. He wasn't stabbed. That's what we highlighted. We just talked about a story where an off-duty police officer plus four others lost their life. We just talked about a story where three officers were attacked, two right. were killed, and one was ambushed, and the weapon was a gun. You talked about it was an AR-15, one of them, and uh, one of these cases somebody had. So That's at right. the end of the day, we can't sit here and ignore what the big problem is, and the problem is guns.
3: And I I just want to point out, there was a report that came out earlier this year from the National Law Enforcement Memorial Museum. And what it found was that there were 458 law enforcement deaths in 2021. And that is an increase overall of 55%, but it was a 36% increase in the number of gun-involved shootings or fatal shootings, um, fatalities, law enforcement fatalities. And so I do think that... um, and and they highlight in this report the increase in the number of ambush style attacks, and so I do think, and I and I I don't know what the what I'm theorizing here, but there, this idea that police are the enemy is probably also festering at the same time. Whose fault is that? that? You know, I think that's complicated. <laughs> I think that's that's it's complicated. I think that all of the arguments about the number of police involved shootings on civilians has also created possibly a festering in an environment to also see the police as the enemy in, in, in any and all situations. And I do think that that could be
2: a problem. We talk about this issue with with the guns, and we talked off air about how this is really an American problem. Like this is truly an exactly issue that we, American, it, th- that, that we have that we have in that we have in Milwaukee. Um, excuse me, where we have in America, undoubtedly, but still, again. The root of the issue, if you were to eliminate the weapon of use, the weapon of choice at most of these situations, whether it's police officers, which in some com- countries don't even carry guns in some countries. And they seem to find a way to police. I understand our country is way too far gone with mm-hmm. the amount of guns and the amount of violence that we have as part of our DNA as a country. But still, we have to find a way to but find is it, solutions. Is it though? You I feel don't think like, our, our country no, too I feel far like,
3: gone? No, no, no. I feel I I don't know if our country's too far gone because I'm an optimist. <laughs> I feel like there are things that we can do, but I don't feel like I agree with my subject of an interview yesterday. Okay, we could I can just bring that up. Yeah, probably. go. Yeah, let so me, let me hear I, that. I had the I had the uh, pleasure of speaking with Reggie Moore yesterday um, because I'm working on a story about gun violence um, and its impact in in the region in the state. Um, and one thing that I, I found very interesting is that, you know, with the divisive culture that we're living in, is that it's, it's rising to this increase of rash of violence, basically. So in Milwaukee alone, we've seen homicides increase 100 percent since uh, 2018, I believe. Female homicides is up to up 400 mm. um, percent. And many times these are interpersonal Incidences of violence. That being said, there's so much going on in the world right now, but I think fear is at the root. Fear of one's own safety is at the root of many of this. And I say that because so many more people are carrying guns, which just makes it easier to respond irrationally with violence.
2: Big issues that we have here in America. We're going to hit the line here. 833-212-1017. Al from Milwaukee, you're on the new 101.7, The Truth. I see you have some thoughts here. We're talking about guns. What's your thoughts?
5: Okay, so let me give you a little background. I just uh, finished eight years working with the homeless. Uh, A lot of the homeless population are formerly incarcerated and people on parole. What I saw amongst the population is that they don't like any kind of they don't like anyone telling them what to do, and many are quick to anger. So if we get rid of, I don't know, police... Were you were you going along the lines that you think police should not carry guns?
2: No, no. I, just, I made a comment about the fact that we guns are just way too part of the fabric of our DNA as a country, and there's countries okay. that police do okay. not have guns like that. They don't need that. It's not necessary. Yeah.
0: So I do
5: think that if you do carry a gun, you are upping the ante because if you're carrying a gun and you don't intend to use it, you're going to be a threat to anybody who sees you packing that gun. Um, That just automatically ups the ante to where, uh, I guess, each side is a little antsy, and number one thing that people want to do is survive, right? So uh, even if you didn't have a criminal intent, I think some people are trying to get the upper hand on other folks and, 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 and shoot them first. Um, in our community, you know, hearing gunshots every day that's not that's that's not normal in other parts <laughs> of the city. I, I hope people realize hearing no. gunshots no, it's like not. maybe once in three years or having someone shot on their street once in three years. Or that, even someone shot within a mile of their house once mm-hmm. in the. Al, I have a three years. I looked up
2: Al, I have a quick quick I have a quick question for you. So 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 with this, and I have heard you call in on the truth line at 833-212-1017 many times. So what is your perspective? Where do you see the solution? Because again, if somebody were to rob you, what would be the weapon of choice you would want them to have? What will, if you were getting robbed, what would the weapon you want them to have?
5: Well, I've been robbed. And what and what it and And I prefer uh not to get robbed at all, at gunpoint at the bus stop.
2: Oh, okay, at gunpoint. Now, if he if he if he came and he had a and he had a knife, do would you give up or would you actually try to run? What would you have done?
5: What I actually did with that holdup is I was like, I'm not going to stand here and be an easy target, so I took out running in a random pattern.
2: And you got away because you're still here to live and tell the story.
5: Moving target is. Moving targets harder to hit than one standing there. But, you know... And yeah. it was so... Go ahead.
3: No, I was just going to point out to Kyle that we have all these... these um This increase in shootings, but a lot of times it's not a robbery anymore. These are unprovoked attacks. Random. And that well that now, is something that's now festering they, below the surface.
5: Well, now they shoot you anyway. Um, yeah. I remember I went to a... Um, a downtown hardware store. And for some reason, the only thing I had was a debit card. And the owner of the store told me it was stupid for me to only have a, a credit card. I should carry a couple of dollars in mm-hmm. case I get robbed. So I guess I don't make the the I've, robber mad.
3: I've, I've heard <laughs> that. Give them. I've, I've heard that advice before. But let me ask you a question. Do you feel safer today than you did five years ago? Oh, hell no. And that's a problem.
5: I tell you that. Hell no. In the last couple of years, my car got shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shootings in front of my house. Dead bodies been out in the street in front of a school. Oh, I, and uh, as a matter of fact, the most recent shooting was like maybe two weeks ago. A lady was shot down the street. That was domestic violence. But yeah, the, the shootings are off the chain.
3: And the data reflects that.
2: Well, yeah. When
5: Al, hey, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, I looked at the, yeah, I looked at the shootings around my house and within a mile radius early last year, fifty-two uh, gun incidents is how mm.
6: they, they phrased
2: it. Al, thank you so In much for joining. I appreciate it. I Thanks, know, I'm so I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Serena. I ain't living nowhere. There's fifty-two shootings. I I'm not built that way. <laughs> that's, sometimes that's, that's,
3: that's somebody's home. That's their neighborhood. That's where they live.
2: It's it's unfortunate. Sometimes and, it's you know. And I don't want to get into this, this. Is a whole other conversation of the trauma that we have to endure in a lot of in some of our communities some of our communities that are economically distressed as well mm-hmm. uh that we that certain things happen just because of you know economics and that is not a great environment to really su- succeed and thrive and so i'm not even going to go there but again my, my whole point to this arena is that guns are the problem man we got to do we got to do something about it we got to continue to go in the right direction we're going to have more conversations on the other side i am Kyle Wallace in for Dr. Ken Harris alongside me is Serena B you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon on the new 1017 the truth
0: This Associated Bank
1: sports update on 101.7 The Truth is powered by ESPN Milwaukee. I'm Greg Matzik. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers returns to practice with a wrap on his injured thumb. He will start on Sunday when the Packers take on the New York Jets at Lambeau Field. Head coach Matt LaFleur considering shutting rookie wide receiver Kristen Watson down due due to his recurring hamstring injuries.
5: That's certainly on the table. We'll see kind of like where he's at. Um, I know they're still doing some testing and whatnot with him.
1: Sunday's game, a 12 o'clock kick from Lambeau Field. Coverage can be heard on the Tundra Trio Radio Network beginning at 9 o'clock. College football, the Wisconsin Badgers look to make it two wins in a row, visiting East Lansing to take on Michigan State, a 3 o'clock kick Saturday afternoon. And the Bucs begin the regular season next week Thursday against the Philadelphia 76ers, Milwaukee 0-5 during the preseason. This sports update presented by Associated Bank. Proudly supporting our hometown teams. Member FDIC.
2: way, cause I took control of things, ballin' the solo way, and if you on my trend, i make you my protege, slossin' that soldier race, don't know them days, take you in back of the buildings, make you expose your rage, take you across the tracks, make you explode the face, now you official now, but you got a soul to say, I just been kicking that note, I'm about to drop in the fuel if I call it the grand the people gonna call it the truth truth in the afternoon here on the new 1017 the truth dr Ken Harris is out on assignment myself Kyle Wallace and Serena B are in and we're having an open and candid conversation about violence in this country specifically violence when it comes to over 800 police shootings in this country So far this year and last year, Serena said it was over a little under 500 police shootings last year. So we've basically mm. almost doubled that number. But in addition to that, we're talking about the fact that police are being under attack, they're being ambushed. You have two police officers killed in Bristol, Connecticut yesterday. You have an off duty police officer killed in Raleigh, North Carolina. We have an issue and the issue is the same thing in all these scenarios because it all comes back to the fact that it's a gun. And for those that are not willing to actually stand up and speak out and look for change and have real solutions and problems, there's blood on your hands.
3: Yeah. And I just I just want to highlight, you know, when I was um, when I was interviewing Reggie yesterday, something he said really kind of struck me. And that was that, you know, in the wake of the pandemic, We have a mental health crisis in this country, but we also have a lot of people who are under stress or who have been under prolonged periods of stress. And so it's like a hair trigger. And so people just react irrationally and people aren't, you know, putting good conflict resolution (laughs) practices in action. Right. But I just want to demonstrate with this story. There was a story that came out earlier this week in Tampa, Florida where it was a road rage incident. We hear about road rage incidents all the time, but what was so unique about this one is that the two fathers were essentially like playing chicken on the road, just being angry at each other and throwing stuff and trying to run into each other. And they ended up shooting into each other's cars and shooting each other's daughters. So both daughters, they had to pull over. Both daughters are on the side of the road. One girl was 14. I believe the other one was six years old. And now both the fathers have been charged with attempted murder. And so like my question in that situation is like, is that worth it? Is it you're going to prison for several years and you shot each other's daughters over a road rage incident. But
2: that uh, incident doesn't occur that way where their daughters are injured and thank goodness they survived. But you're not facing these type of charges if you didn't have the big bad gun that was right next to you that gave That's you all I'm, this confidence. Exactly. Personally, honestly, listen, I ain't no fighter. But don't push me. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm for for real. No, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter as well. But, you know, know, I'll scrap and protect myself with my friends and the ones that I love. But never once would I think about using a gun. A gun is the soft way out because the gun gives you this sense of bravado. The gun gives you this sense of security, this Mm -hmm. sense of power that nobody can touch you or do anything to you. That's what the gun does because they understand the power of pulling that trigger and what that could do.
3: Yes. And I I think one of the, I mean, outside of the mental health crisis, outside of prolonged stress experience during the pandemic, I think politics are to blame. And I say that because we have a very significant subset of the population that equates guns with freedom, as my source had kind of put it. And, you know, they're fighting to hold on to these guns, but they're also buying guns at unprecedented rates. And not just that subset of population because there's also been a huge increase in the number of legal firearms purchased by black community, the Latinx community. And so we're seeing it across the board. And so what I think that creates is, for example, with the police, is it creates police are the enemy, the civilians are not, and now there's like war. I think that it's like if someone's the enemy and everybody's fighting with each other there's assault rifles everywhere. So you can have mass shootings in a matter of minutes. I mean, seconds. I mean, it's a very dangerous situation. And I think that we talk a lot about it, but I don't know how much is actually being done on the ground.
2: Nothing's being done on the ground because we're putting too much of an emphasis on people being able to have their, the right to be able to bear arms over the fact that people having the right to live a comfortable life. Here.
3: And I've said it time and time again. I'm like that right at what what cost? The right to have... Listen, I have no problem with hunters. I've shot plenty of guns in hunting situations, (laughs) you know, or in backyards up north, but... Man, I tell you, it is it is not the same. It is not the same.
2: Interesting conversation that we're having here. We're talking about really the violence that is taking place in this country and who is to blame. Right now, the main focal point is guns, because at the end of the day, gun violence is through the roof. The purchase of guns is up. We had multiple people. There were seven lives lost in two different scenarios that we talked about, but there's many other. You had a pregnant mother who lost her life in Milwaukee a couple of days ago, leaving many Milwaukeeans hurt from what they had to deal with. 833 212 1017. You want to chime in on a conversation? You can hit us on the talking text line. We got a couple phone calls here. We got the talking text. We see you, Charlie, Big Brother E, Chris, and Dwayne. We're definitely going to get to it, but keep it locked. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon here on the new seven, The Truth. It's Truth in the Afternoon here on the new 101.7 The Truth. Dr. Ken Harris is out on assignment. I am Kyle Wallace and with me is Serena B. And we're having a conversation about the violence that's going on in this country, specifically over 800 people have been killed so far this year at the hands of the police. But on the other side, the flip side, we have seen a 55 percent increase in police violence against police so far this year, 833 212 That is the talking text line. Window from Milwaukee. You're on the new 1017 The Truth. And you have a comment here about it not being guns. You want to expound on that? It's
0: the morality of the people in general, are much worse. I'm just telling you, we've always had guns around. I'm from the South and I moved up here. Everybody had guns, they had sh- all of that. But it's true. <laughs> you shooting anybody? Oh, oh, it's a drop of a hat. We get into a fight and that be it. But now, um, somebody step on somebody's timber, go whip out your gun and shoot them. The morality is way worse in the inner city by far. The murder record was 36 up until 1985. Mm-hmm. It has tripled since then. Same neighborhoods. It's the morality of the people that are just more people steal now. More people will just hurt people. Gang up on folks now. It's just that, but it's the elephant in the middle of the room. People have feelings, and nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings by saying that people's morals ain't what they used to be. That's the problem. Not I, the inanimate object. That, I'll
2: say that this don't really breathe. quick, Wendell. I'll say this. I, I believe people are people are terrible. I mean, people have gotten worse. And I, you, know, do, you
3: do you feel like that really? No, no wow, I, I,
2: I No, I, I truly feel like we live in a time now where. Growing up as a kid, I don't remember, I know violence occurred, Mm -hmm. but I feel like we're at a time now where there's more people who are going to a a gun to solve their issues. I mean, in the music, I mean, you sent me something that talked about what Jamaica decided to do, right? Yeah. How they completely said, we're just, we're just going to get rid of all type of music that... That music, movies,
3: television shows without violence.
2: That glorifies that. And so I think we do live in a country like that. But my, my question to you, Wendell, is understand is it Wendell or Wendell, I'm sorry. Either both will work. Okay. So my my question to you is, what's the solution? Because if we have an issue and a problem with morality and with people, people are extremely hard to change. And if you can't change their behaviors, you have to change the things that they have in their environment. And if the gun is something that's in the environment that has consistently been the problem and has caused heartache for so many families and communities, why don't we seriously take a moment to say, let's fix this morality of this this country and these people while also eliminating the problem that people continue to use this weapon to hurt others?
0: Because you never will. Because if I'm a criminal... You know what? I'm not worried about the slightest gun law. I'm going to have them anyway because I can get drugs. You can't stop that. And I get that from the same people. Mm-hmm. You you will never stop bad people from getting guns. You just have to ask the people as best you can and change that. The desire to want to shoot that, that dude they get into mm-hmm. argument with. Because you are not going to keep, you can't keep drugs out of their hands. They get all that they want. And we all can. You don't want to keep guns out of my hand either if I want that if i'm like that i'm going for
2: that i think if we, if we took a if we took a long approach at this and i'm talking about a 30 year approach well this is it's not going to happen i understand the country that we live in if we took a long approach and we decided to have stiffer gun laws and we decided to and again this is not happening and you i don't see it happening But if we decide that we wanted to remove all guns from this country, it's something that could be done, and it could be done by force. But a lot of people may fight back, or never know what can happen. Mm -hmm. They storm the Capitol. But I mean, if it's a long plan where you stop the sale of all guns and eventually you start buying back guns from people, you will see a different country than what we have in 2022, and in 2052, and then 30 years after that in 2082, you can stop a problem over time. So we can't think that it's immediately going to happen.
0: You'll stop the ones who buy them at the store. You won't stop the ones, the criminals who buy them out of out of Chucky's truck. If you of, stop selling guns, and if you and stop
2: selling one. guns in twenty twenty five, I guarantee you, by twenty seventy five, there will not be as many guns on the street as we saw in twenty fifty. They're too they accessible, these days. I'm saying you get rid of it. I mean, how long you yeah, have a gun? for? to have a gun for fifty years. Yeah. Yes, I've I got my grandfather's gun from hundred years ago. They don't break down that easy. And listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, I mean, I'm afraid of your grandfather's gun. I, I you know, I'm afraid of it, but you know, <laughs> but, I, I, I take you know my chances with that technology. Oh, but you know man. why you
0: be afraid of me? Because I don't want to shoot you or anything. Facts, brother. Your I,
3: problem is not. I don't think I don't think it's an issue of morality. I think there's a lack of human connection but I don't think there's a lack of morality I think what's changed is that we have good people who are scared and then they're reacting and then you compound that with the increase in mental health crisis crises excuse me and this culture of divisiveness and fear so I don't I don't think people are worse I just think that we're just living in such an inflamed moment in time.
2: Wendell thank you so much okay. thank you so much we appreciate you chiming in on this conversation, man. Thanks, Wendell. 833-212-1017. We have more people chiming in here. Kemet from Milwaukee You're on the new 101.7 The Truth. Are you questioning the fact that Wendell said it's morality? What do you think it is?
6: Um, I mean, with Wendell, I mean, the thing that he said that bothered me the most was that he spoke on it being an issue of morality within the city, inner city, or whatever it is. Nonsense. I can't waste a, a lot of time on that because I, I would ask you this question. When has uh, America ever functioned on morality? I'll wait.
2: Go ahead, preach, brother. Tell them. Uh,
6: uh, yeah. yeah that, that America has never been moral. When has it been moral? And then I, I would like to say, Miss Serena B, you have to yes. be very careful with what you're saying. When you, when you speak in terms of um, the lack of trust for the police department, you cannot say we're living in an inflamed moment when we've been in this country as a people for hundreds of centuries and it's always been inflamed for us. How could you not understand why black folks don't see eye to eye with the police department? Oh no, hold
3: on. I came out the, I came out the gate saying that that is a valid argument the police mistrust and understanding why we've been fighting back against police involved shootings and violence. That affects the black community. I came right out the gate and said that.
6: So don't get it twisted. No, no, no. Do you not recall a little while ago? You can play it back for yourself. I'll tell you this. You said that it's a little bit more complicated as to why we don't. You pretty much said it's a little bit more complicated as to why we don't trust the police. And and, and you kind of questioned that a little bit about the people, because we have to agree on one thing.
3: Okay, I'll tell you I'll tell you what I was alluding to. I was alluding to the call to defund the police, which not everybody agrees with. And I think what that has created is uh, animosity on, on both sides. Well, the call to
6: define the police—that probably doesn't clear—that that probably that doesn't that,
3: clear it up for you. You can disagree with me on that, but what I'm saying is no, 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 I'm there's you, been a new culture say, of divisiveness, and it's coming from all of these conversations, which are 100 percent valid and should be called out. But we're just at the height of tension. That was my point.
2: That, because okay, it's not below that, the surface no, anymore. Kim, we're not we we got, we're being passive about it. Got 20 se- we got 20 seconds here, so make it quick, okay?
6: I see took two minutes. The level of mistrust was before this new so-called culture of divisiveness. It's been that way since we landed in this country, and the Catholic Church has the highest amount of stock in the in a Beretta company. Go look that up. They have the highest amount of st- stock in a gun company, and you explain that to me. And when did this gun control come into place since we've been living in a culture where they took this land by force, Africa by force, with guns? Kimmit, thank so you so much.
2: Hey, Kim, I, I feel you so much. I, I'm, I appreciate you. We got to go to break here, but uh, keep it locked. You're listening to uh, – I almost said the wrong show. <laughs> keep it locked. Y'all was going at it. I like <laughs> this three. It has a little bite in you. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. This is Truth the Afternoon.